Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. Today we're talking about date night. This is a myth uh, or like a urban legend in a lot of relationships because people have all kinds of reasons why date night is hard and it is hard, but we're going to talk about how to make it easier. I'm going to give you some tips and tricks based on a presentation I just did for the Gottman Institute. I'm really keen lately on this idea of rethinking that why on earth would we believe everything we think? And if we didn't believe everything we think, what would happen if we started thinking different things, particularly if it helped decrease our misery and give us access to things that we really do want and need in our life. The second thing I want to mention is I think this is pretty much last call for the workshop that Laura and I are teaching on March 3rd and 4th. Um, Go ahead and go to marriagetherapyradio.com if you're still interested in joining us. We want to make sure that you get your materials in time. Um, It's going to be a great weekend. We're looking forward to being with you and to sharing what we know about the seven principles for making marriage work. In the meantime, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. So I just had the most productive, I don't know, 40 minutes of picking my house up ever. And I was picking it up because this morning. Yeah. Um, I am probably more productive in the first two hours of my day than I am for the rest of the day, which is pretty cool. But what I was doing was picking my house up so the house cleaners could come over. I know, you know, I know you're going to scoff at this. Well, I just think that's fascinating that we... It's like irony is like built into the thing. We pick up our house before the housekeeper comes over. Um, Uh I mean, I do the same thing, but it's, it's just an odd thing to have like come out of your mouth. Wait, do you have house cleaners that come over to your house? Mm, Sort of. It's not regular. It's every, it's every other, yeah, it's every other week. Yeah. Um, That's me. Yeah. Us too. They they do a good job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We just don't (laughs) like, we don't have a lot of, I kind of just wish I could get my 16 year old to vacuum the floor. Mm-hmm. I wish I could get myself to vacuum okay. before my absolute, like the thing I hate is doing the stairs. And those are the ones that that's what gets the most dirty yeah. are my stairs because we, we go up and down them all day long, yeah. usually in that's shoes. That's what they're for. Yeah, exactly. Stairs. The thing that I love about having the house cleaner come over, by the way, it's taken me 14 years to commit to having a house cleaner because my husband finally said, we need to outsource this. It's causing too much tension in the relationship. Mm-hmm. How much is your time worth? And if, if I finally got to the tipping point in my career where I could actually, you know, justify saying, you know what, when I pay a house cleaner to come over for two hours is less than what I would pay myself an hour to clean my mm. house, which it would take me probably four hours to do what they do. Okay. So anyway, that's my justification. I feel pretty darn good about okay. it. Even when, even when Ryan changed his job and now is making a lot less mm-hmm. money, I, I found all the other things to be able to cut out, like trim the fat, but the house cleaner was not one of yeah. them. That, that is staying. I told you, um, I get it, man. I I'm a big fan of outsourcing stuff that like I can't or don't want to do. Um, right. D- you know about Bernie, our handyman. I th- yeah. Just call <laughs> just Bernie. Bernie. I think we talked, did we not talk about Bernie last episode? I don't know if we did or didn't, but I have uh, clients, you know how comedy works and comedy is, um, comedy relies on, uh, well, comedy is, I, I think it's a fascinating study, but you know how a lot of, uh, standup bits will end with a callback to like earlier in the, in the bit. And you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, Hey, yeah, wait, yeah. yeah, this, uh, look, it all ties together. That's family guy to the, team. I was with, um, I was with some clients the other day and we were talking about parenting and, mm-hmm. um, how hard it was and how I was just like not enjoying it right now and how I wish I could outsource parenting. And my client goes, <laughs> just call Bernie. <laughs> my cl- frequent listeners yeah. that's amazing no it wasn't it was just like my regular old clients 
Um, the, so you talk about, and Bernie I had told him about Bernie your... before, but anyway, Oh my gosh. yeah, Bernie, Bernie, I just have a running list that he comes over. In fact, when I come to your house, he's coming over mm-hmm. and he's just like going to live here for a few days and fix all this stuff. hundred <laughs> percent. I thought that you were going to say, I have a dear friend, we call him uncle Carl, uh, or Hunkle or, or gunkle Carl. But when he comes over, I have a list of all the mm-hmm. things that I need him to do. He's my, I call him, I think he's probably husband number. Hmm. I think he's husband number three. He and his partner kind of switch back and forth between two and three. Yeah. But I've got my main, my main man, my main bitch. Yeah. And then I've got my, my Carl and my Tom. Okay. And those are my husbands. Yeah. But you're not handy. So I don't think you're going to make the I just have a Bernie. No, I'm not helping you do anything. You have a Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I did move your deal. carpet was... once. It was really bugging me. Do you remember this? No. Your carpet down in your foyer, it was like off center and it was really bugging me. Oh, and it yeah, was like yeah, rubbing yeah. up against yeah. the door jam or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, you just yeah. leave it like this. And you're like, yeah, it doesn't bother me. And I was like, no. it bothers me a lot. So I moved it. Yeah. Man, I wonder what it would be like <laughs> to spend like a, a week with you just to live in each other's presence for a week, just to see how we get on each other's nerves. Then we, we should, we should record a podcast. <laughs> um, I have some friends. It's pretty fun. So I hate the phrase that comes out where I'm just hanging out with my girlfriends and they go, so I was listening to your podcast this week. And I'm like, no. You and you know who you are because you're listening right now and you're going, oh man, she's talking about me on the podcast. Stop listening. If you know me personally, stop listening to the podcast. Uh-huh. It embarrasses me. I don't know. I don't like it. I only want a distant relationship with our listeners. Yeah. Um, but not really. I mean, I really do want to hang out with my listeners and I want to, but anyway. Okay. So can we go, let's circle back for a second because I just had an epiphany okay. that the fact that I have a house cleaner every two weeks forces me, I'm going to drop this and I don't know if it's gross or not, but I only wash my sheets every two weeks. How often or frequent do you wash your sheets? Is that gross? That. Am I going to get it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they already know about my, my, my oral hygiene and I'm a little worried that that's so infrequent, but um, it forces me to strip the sheets, get them in the washer, like having it on the calendar is this, uh, what do you call it? It's like it's a um, ritual of cleanliness. It's an account. Yeah. yeah it's an accountability. Do you have it actually on a calendar. It's like written on a calendar. Like today's the day that I changed my well, sheets. It's, no, it's just the house cleaners are coming and I want them to put, I don't want the house cleaners mm. like touching my dirty sheets. That's gross for them. I'll let them scrub my toilet, <laughs> but not my dirty sheets. Anyway, so um, Right. But I was thinking about this as a ritual that when you put a date on the calendar and you say, this is happening on this day, Mm -hmm. there's all this lead up that tends to happen. Mm -hmm. And it was making me think about relationships that if I have accountability, and I've talked about this before, I have to hire a babysitter, Mm -hmm. someone to care for my child. And that's my accountability is I'm not going to let this babysitter down and cancel short notice. I'll cancel on my husband all day Mm -hmm. long, but I won't cancel on the babysitter. Mm -hmm. So if I put it on the calendar and I say, you're coming over every Thursday, at five o'clock PM, then I have my accountability. Little does this 14 year old girl know that she's the one that's making my marriage work. (laughs) But (laughs) then I have accountability to go on a date with my husband. And so I was just thinking about how important it is to have that sort of built in accountability and calendaring and scheduling things. Yeah. Anyway, you did a big talk on date night. Did you not? I did. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I recorded the podcast on Wednesday, on Thursday mm-hmm. morning. I wrote the yeah. presentation on Thursday afternoon and I gave it I on Thursday so much. evening or Thursday. I hate you so much <laughs> because it would have looked very different had Laura Heck done it. I would have been on the third round of looking at myself in the mirror yeah. and 
practicing my presentation yeah. on Thursday afternoon while you were writing your script. Totally. Writing it? <sighs> no, I just... You were... I just, you were oh, you didn't write it like down. Giant, you just I just made a slideshow. They made me make a slideshow. So once I made yes, the slideshow, good. I knew what all my talking points were. All right. Well, I did something nice. I've never done before, though, which was kind of good. This is a self-care thing. Um, mm. So the Gottman Institute asked me to do the presentation. They said, hey, we need you to do a slideshow. They said, here's a template. Did they ask you or did they ask? Well, they asked you and you said no. And then they asked me. <laughs> but you know what I did? Thanks. I did the presentation and that was that helped me buy a plane ticket for to go see my daughter, which is next weekend. So Boom. I'm doing that. Look took, at that. It took me a couple okay. hours and now I get like a basically a means free plane ticket. Um, yeah. So I'm not worried about it. And it's okay that you're their favorite. Yeah, it's fine. But this is I did something I've never done before, which is. They asked me to do it. They said, here's a template for the slideshow. And I was like, I, I do not have time to do this slideshow. Here's, here's a rough outline. And then they made the slideshow for me. So wow. I outsourced it. Remember when we did the art and science of love and I like slaved over the slideshow to like three or four in the morning, every night for like seven weeks and just, no, I was well, not present for well, that. Well, I did that. I was sleeping. I did that. Okay. And, nice. and it didn't like, I was like the ROI wasn't there for me or for us. So I right. just was like, mm -hmm. I'm not, I can't, I can't, plus I'm not good at slideshows. So they, they had their designer do it and took her probably half an hour. Mm -hmm. It would have taken me mm -hmm. five hours. So yeah. talk about outsourcing I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Know what you're good at. But I, yeah, I did it. Yeah. It was, it was actually really, it was actually really nice. They, um, they asked me to talk about revisiting romance, I think was the title. And I think you can okay. still get the, um, I think you can go on to their website and buy it or watch it, but we're going to give it well, to you for free right now. Cause you have Zach Brittle, <laughs> the OG yeah. in the house. Well, give it to us for free. I want to well, understand what revisiting romance I liked looks like. The invitation to the title, because you know, I'm a word guy and I didn't think of it, but I, I started the whole thing with rethinking. Um, mm -hmm. And I think if you're going to have, uh, if you're going to run into this topic called date night and immediately become curious or stressed or strained. It requires that you rethink that. And so I propose that we have to rethink at the beginning of this conversation. I said, we have to rethink three things. So we have to rethink the relationship. Mm -hmm. We have to rethink resistance. I'm guessing there's going to be an R in here. Well, it's romance. So you have to rethink romance. Okay. Right? All right. So, but you, I, I think the most fruitful conversation sometimes is around resistance, but rethinking the relationship is really about appreciating and understanding that when we first get together and dating is like kind of the, the tool, it's like the vetting tool, mm -hmm. you know, like, that's oh, exactly gonna, it. Um, yeah. It's easier. I mean, and because this is interesting and it's exciting and I'm going to go out of my way to find new things and I'm going to make sure that I'm, that you're not bored and I'm going to make sure that I look nice. And, and then the relationship changes and all of those rules get thrown out. Mm -hmm. And so part of what we have to do is really rethink like who, who is this person? Who are we? What is the reasonable expectation? Because if, if, and I don't know if you've heard it in your office, if the expectation is, I just wish it was like it was at the beginning yeah. or I wish yeah. it was as easy wah, as before, mm -hmm. you know, like you have to rethink that a little bit. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that does to your brain, but that's where I started is kind of thinking. Well, the first thing is I, I've always thought about dating as being a vetting process. So I really appreciate that you said that early on, right? Like you spend time together, you ask all the questions, you're really curious, you put yourself in a lot of different situations where you're like, today we're spending time with my friends. Today we're spending time, you know, we're uh, adventure or there's like unknowns. And you're just kind of seeing like, how does this person 
interact with the world in these different scenarios. And eventually you either say you're my person or I'm moving on. And it, what my brain did was you're right. We have to re-envision what is the purpose of dating now? You've already vetted this person. You already know Mm -hmm. a lot about this person. So what's the purpose? What is the whole reason why we are going out? Like why did Laura Heck get a babysitter on a Thursday night? Like Mm -hmm. what are we intending to do? I've been getting really granular with my couples about asking what is what is your intention? Like, Mm -hmm. what is it that you're seeking to get out of this date night and having them explicitly share that with one another of, you know, Thursday morning, Hey, we've got date night coming up. I just want to know, like, what are your expectations? What are you hoping to get out of this date night and sharing that with each other? Because there's so many opportunities to have that fall flat on your face, right? Like my intention is to relax, numb out a little bit and indulge. Okay. Mm, If you don't share that with your partner and your partner is sitting there across from you at dinner and is seeking conversation and connection, and you're looking to numb out and, and like really just indulge in like good food and wine and treat yourself sweetly, you're going to have a a failed date night because Mm. your expectations were very different. You know what I would do if I had to do it all over again, based on what you just said is I would say we have to revisit the reason, (laughs) not necessarily the relationship, but the reason, right? Because I think you're right. I think, I think we have an ebook coming. We should probably (laughs) make this into an ebook after. Yeah. Good grief. (laughs) We keep making stuff. I need to outsource that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, No. um, I think though you're exactly right. Like we have to decide, we have to recognize that going on a date, in year six is different than going on a date mm-hmm. in month six or mm-hmm. year 16 is different than, you know, year six, even are you going on a date tonight? Like tonight, tonight? No, oh. well, but I, I, I had a great date with my husband and my son on Valentine's day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. In does our count? black sweatpants. Of course it counts. Yeah. Of course it does. Yeah. Um, I'm going you- to see David Wilcox who we interviewed on the podcast yes. last summer. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he's in town. And uh, so we're going tonight, Rebecca and I, and we're going with Jason. Yes. Jason you is coming, our producer. That's our producer. Huh? And his wife. Yeah. So, um, so what is your intention? What are you hoping to get out of this date? Uh, I think tonight it's mostly just a kind of a, like a letdown. We're going to look forward to being with some friends. We'll spend some time with David himself. Um, I have some specific questions I want to ask Jason and his wife, Paula, Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly we're just going to eat good food and listen to good music and feel like just like a little bit of nostalgia. We've been listening to David for 25 years, 20, 20, 30 mm. years. So. Um, so that would be as your therapist right now, I would yeah. say, can you please ask Rebecca? And my guess is that mm-hmm. it will feel really good to Rebecca to have you be interested in what she's expecting. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, we're going on a date night. Um, I'm really curious. Like, what are you hoping to get out of this evening tonight? Mm-hmm. What's your expectation, your intention? Yeah. And when should I ask her this? Now. Right now, I should like call her right now? No, like after the podcast. Because okay. if not her- in the car on the way or... Uh, you know, to say, mm-hmm. hey, how do we set ourselves up for success tonight? Exactly. I yeah. really like to know what your hopes are for tonight. And if she has, if they align, awesome. If they don't align, that's where you continue the conversation. How right can on. we find elements to honor what her desire might be, which is, I really want to have sex tonight. And you're like, okay, okay. thanks for telling me. I'm going to have to turn the slow cooker on now yeah. uh, get myself prepared. Yeah. Um, or you're saying, Okay. That's interesting. Would you like to hear what my intentions are for this evening? Okay, Okay. cool. We'll try it out. All right. Um, 
So I actually, I think I'm rewriting my presentation. So I, I started with revisit the relationship, but I think maybe it's revisit the reason. And I think the other thing you have, the second mm. thing you have to revisit is the resistance. Like, again, people, I remember the first time I was ever on somebody's podcast mm. as a guest. I mean, it was, I mean, it was a long time ago, but um, we were talking about date night and I said something like, yeah, when you have date night every week and he stopped me and he said, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He goes, people do this. They have date night every, every week. Interesting. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, I was a newbie. I didn't really know, but he re immediately rejected the idea that that was even a possibility. They had young kids. And of course, you know, a lot of dates, maybe they cost money. And of course, babysitters cost money. And so there are lots of reasons that we put up to avoid or prevent ourselves from, from carving out time for one-on-one. -on -one. So yeah. I think we need to revisit some of those, whether it's cost mm -hmm. or time, those are the biggest mm -hmm. ones or energy. Um, mm -hmm. because if those things are in the way, it immediately stops you from going to a concert or yeah. going out to a musical theater show, but you don't, that, that doesn't have to, those things like, okay, fine, do mm -hmm. a free date mm -hmm. or do a data inside your house. Yeah. I talked a little bit about, um, this is like greatest hits of interviews we've done, but we talked to Tyler Turk a while back. Uh, he has this business called created with love. Okay. Um, which is a monthly yep. subscription that mm -hmm. like a box that just comes mm -hmm. to your house. And it's like a date night that includes like fun and joy and um, adventure I'm and so discovery impressed with your ability to remember first and last names. My brain Thanks. just like, just discards it like, meh. yeah, no, I don't know what that's about. Um, but it's, uh, except it's a for little bit of Sarah and who, how do you Kim and Lisa, Kim and Lisa. Those yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go on, go on. Anyway. Yeah. When you think about all the reasons why you can't do date night and maybe it, we can't do date night because we're arguing. I mean, there's lots of reasons that may keep you in the way you have mm -hmm. one, which is I didn't schedule a babysitter yeah. two months in advance. Right. You know, Bec mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden you're not in the rhythm or the the flow that mm -hmm. makes date night possible. So I think if you're going to revisit romance, you're going to, you're going to think through date night again. Part of what you have to do is what are your sort of audit the things that are mm -hmm. keeping you in the way. Yeah. Uh, Emily Nagoski talks about that in terms of You did it sex. first and last name right there. Yeah. Well, she's kind of a big deal. I mean, not that the people that you talked about are not a big deal, but she's yeah. kind of like my girl crush. So mm -hmm. that's, that's that. Um, mm -hmm. but she talks about the context of when you are thinking through sex, it's like, I have some actual like real resistances. Let's talk mm -hmm. about it. What keeps you from leaning into pleasure and feeling safe? And it might be the fact that your kids are home or you share a wall with your kids while they're, while they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. Or it might be that you're on your period, or it might be that like, you just had like the most amazing Mexican food and all the cheese and you're bloated, like nobody's business, or you have conflict with your partner or your, your partner is, um, drunk and you're not interested in your partner when mm -hmm. they're drunk. So there's all these resistances and it's like, let's lay them out on the table and let's just talk about it so that we can actually create context, create the opportunity to lean into date night so if you're not interested in having a date night that is us uh, sitting side by side in a movie theater, which I don't even know how that counts as a date, but anyway. I, I do. I can tell you right now how it okay. counts as a date. Yeah. Being in a movie theater is one of the very, very rare times that you are in a place without access to your phone. Like it is, it is, co it is verboten to pull out your phone in a movie theater. Yeah. And I so still do it. I still do it. I, I don't, I don't. And it's fascinating to me because I'll watch a movie at my house with my wife and I'll be, you know, yeah. doing the wordle or, you know, checking email or whatever, but me I won't too. do that in the theater. So I'm actually more present in a dark room that I've paid $16 right. to sit in right. than I am 
on the coziness of my couch with, I mean, unless of course we do this. Um, yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. back, to, it's back to that thing. I was, I think I mentioned it last week that Bob Navarro mm-hmm. came up with the idea of a ritual of disconnection. Yes. So we're, yeah. we're actually exploring what that may mean in our house because we both know that like, it's just super easy and, and our phones actually aren't problematic. We're not distracted by other people. We're just multitasking and mm-hmm. it's just like not fun for you. Yeah. It's like not present. Mm. Um, I, I don't, did I say this to you or did Emily say this to us or did you say this to me? But I have this new question that I've been asking clients, which is if you're going to have sex on Thursday night at 8 PM, yeah. when do you want to know? I want to know as soon as possible. You want to know like, uh, the previous Friday. Sure. And then I want, I want to revisit it. I want it to be more top of mind, like first thing in the morning or the night before. Yeah. Or, I, yeah. You know, some people of course would say six fifty nine PM. The minute before. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Okay. So those are ready to go. They're hot and ready to yeah, go or whatever. Those are spontaneous arousal folks. Got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Whatever. Or, or, or men or whatever. I mean, just put them mm-hmm. in any category you want, mm-hmm. but I think that's an interesting question about resistance because of course we hear a lot of people say, Oh, I feel like, every time we make out or every time he gives me a hug or she gives me a hug, that means they want sex. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm not ready. It takes me a while to warm up. Okay, great. That's fine too. But if you're going to have sex at 7 PM on Thursday, Mm -hmm. when do you want to know? 7 AM. So you can think about it all day long that day. You are like maybe the previous Friday, um, which would involve maybe a little bit of calendaring or something. But Mm -hmm. I think this goes back to opening up the conversation about removing resistance. I think that's an interesting question to, uh, to ask your partner. I don't think I've ever asked Ryan, like if, if we're going to have sex, if we're, if we are the type of couple that says, Hey, let's make sure that we have sex tonight. Let's like be really intentional about, which I think is really important by the way, to have really clear communication and intentionality when it comes to sex and intimacy, Mm -hmm. because it gives you something one to look forward to. It reduces your anxiety. I have a lot of partners where they're just like, I'm always thinking about when I'm going to have sex with my partner again. It's always on my mind. So if I communicate that to you of, I'd really love to be close and connect with you tonight. It puts my partner at ease. So I I just think that's a really fun question. I'm going to ask Ryan, when would you like to know if I'm feeling kind of Randy and I'd like to be intentional, when would you like to know? Would you like to know 10 minutes ahead of time? Do you want to know that I'm thinking about it tonight? Well, and I like, I like, I like to put things in like, um, generic space, right? Like that's why I always talk about sleep naked on Wednesdays or something. But Mm. I I would say if we're going to have sex at 7 PM on a, on a Thursday, sure. Maybe don't ask him today because today's Thursday or whatever, but to give room for the question to percolate, Mm -hmm. if if that's going to happen, if that's a thing that's going to happen. Yeah. When do you want to know? Like when, when do you want to (laughs) know? I learned this at the, I think I learned this version from a question about, uh, from a business mentor once who told me if you were going to get fired by the end of the year, when would you want to (laughs) know? Like the day before you got fired or you would, would you want to know you had six months to get that you were getting fired? Like what? Because people are different. I mean, yeah, I think that we just, that's exactly we just have different. It. Everybody's different. So. Yeah. What's your other one? You said. It's, the last one is actually revisiting romance. And what does it mean? What does it mean for us to feel connected? Um, mm-hmm. And this is where I did unleash uh, Terry's sort uh-huh. of template five. around. There's five styles of intimacy or romance, which is intellectual, emotional, physical, sexual, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, this may step on the first thing that we were talking about, kind of revisiting the reason, but 
but what is it? What counts? What counts as romance that we're going to say, yep, we did yeah. it. So you had a date on Tuesday, Valentine's day with your husband and your son. And totally my first counted. thing was, did it count? And you're like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Did it count as romance? I mean, who knows? But I think again, revisiting the way you think about that stuff mm -hmm. maybe um, opens the door to new opportunities. Um, Can I share with you something that counted as romance last night that, yeah, and actually, totally. you know, I, I was talking to a client um, this week and uh, she said, we had sex. And I said, why, why did mm. you have sex? What was, what was the thing where, and the, the difference was she initiated. So I said, mm. so why did you initiate? And she shared with me chore play. Basically she okay. said, my partner did X, Y, and Z. And it was a little different from sort of the normal see of our life where I tend to be a little bit more of an overfunctioner, but he did these things and, and it just really made me feel cared for. Um, okay. and so I went, okay, that's important information. You equate being cared for to romance. So when mm -hmm. he takes care of things for you and you don't have to take care of it, that's romance for me. Same thing last <laughs> night had a real grumpy day. I didn't yeah. sleep well. I got to the end of the day. I had a very short fuse and I looked, I mean, this is like the rare thing that Laura, I requested pizza in mm. bed with ice cream afterward. That is okay. a very right. rare moment for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I texted my husband pizza question mark, which I always know he's going to be down for. And he yeah. wanted me to go with him to go get pizza. And I just said, I don't have it in me, honey. I just would love for you to go pick it up. Please, please, please. Yeah. Yeah. And when he came home with the box of pizza and laid in bed with me and our son and our two dogs, I felt so cared for. That was romance for me. Yeah. It was so I, I love the idea of kind of looking at what is romance. And especially was, if you, yeah. Sorry. Well, I feel like so many people miss the mark on Valentine's Day, like romances running out and grabbing you a box of chocolates and roses or a scavenger hunt or a scavenger hunt. Right. And so you go through all this effort or maybe very little effort. You're just like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. I'm just going to grab this and throw it at you and hope that I, you know, it checks the box. Yeah. And meanwhile, your partner's like, literally all you needed to do was make me a cup of coffee and mm -hmm. like get the mail today that yeah. that would have knocked my socks off and you would have gotten laid. Yeah. But, well, but no, the other thing I'm thinking about is how Netflix right now really wants me to watch lady Chatterley's lover. Do you know this? Do you know this story? No. Um, it's a period. Oh, piece actually about, no, I already watched it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. it's this period piece about this lady, lady Chatterley and she, mm -hmm. um, she meets and, kind of falls the for the gardener. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the gardener. Yeah. Bernie. Bernie. She falls for Bernie. <laughs> for her Bernie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I read it in college. Like I, 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 I haven't watched it, but, but I understand what it is. And it's a, it's a piece of romance, right? It's this wrapped up bodice ripping kind of, you know, I'm going to find it in the nooks and crannies of my world and it's going to be, you know, life giving and all that other stuff. And, you know, you have to revisit that because like we were talking with Candace Horback about like sometimes that stuff doesn't happen in real life and you have to integrate the, the day-to-day -day, uh, reality of being in a long-term relationship with somebody into your concept of romance. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that will make date night go better mm -hmm. if you're not expecting 
this sort of bodice ripping in the jungle kind of <laughs> yeah know, yeah thing. So in the jungle <laughs> or the woods, like isn't don't they like make love like in the barn or my, something? Yes, and then in, in the, the woods barn, or and then oh my, just like the most beautiful scenes, like they're it's, running around naked in yeah, in like the yeah. rain. It's lovely. I mean, I reading that this. in college was like a was, was like a so crisis steamy? of conscious. It's it, well, it was a crisis because I had a uh, my professor essentially asking me this young 19 year old evangelical Christian kid mm -hmm. to consume pornography mm -hmm. for a grade. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you know, pornography, whatever it, 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 I don't really think it counts, but like it was, it counts insane. for you so if it counts. Then all of a sudden Netflix is like, maybe you should watch Lady Chatterley's Lover. And I was like, mm, there's just like a little post-traumatic stress involved in <laughs> that, that notion. <laughs> But Cold yeah. Mountain, that was the first one for me. Cold Mountain, is, it's this story about Jude Law, who is um, a soldier in like the Civil War and his wife, Nicole Kidman, is like waiting for him to return and maybe he's dead or whatever. And he he walks all the way over this mountain and um, wow. he comes back and he's like hairy and gross. And he's got gunshot wounds and she like meets him in this log lean-to cabin thing. And then the next, you know, 20 minutes of the movie is this, incredible lovemaking scene. How have and, I never seen this in my well, Google because, searches? Because you're too young. Um, honestly, it's a pretty old movie, but, um, but I was like, hold on a second. What? This guy smells bad. He's lying on wood. The candle definitely doesn't like create that much ambiance <laughs> and romance. Like she's not, her hair doesn't look like anyway. Um, hmm. So I think we have to re just revisit our notions sometimes if we're going to, if we're going to call it successful. So that's funny. I'm not bottom line really is, clear where we're at now with your, with your talking points. I know where I'm at. I, we okay. talked about revisiting, um, the room, uh, the relationship or revisiting the reason for date night, revisiting yep. resistant and also the things that are in the way mm -hmm. and then revisiting, um, what romance, romance and what it act, what actually counts. And I think those things are all, uh, mm. part of rebuilding or rethinking, um, mm. Rethinking the way you do things. No, I, I I believe it. And I was about to say this too. I, I have noticed a theme that is frankly just true about the way I think about our podcast, which is hmm. I want people to listen to marriage therapy radio and go, huh? Hmm. I've, I guess I've never really thought about it like that before. Like, yeah. Um, and that's come on a string, right? It's come uh, after the, the Bible interview I did in December. It came after the pornography interview we did in January. Next week, we're talking to a friend of mine who is a a money guy. And I, mm -hmm. the way that his name is Matt, when the way Matt thinks about money is going to make you think, huh, mm -hmm. I've, I guess I've never really thought about it like that before, because that actually is at the heart of keeping your relationship alive, like, and not stale and staying out of the kind of the, the routines. Um, so I, I loved it that the Gottman Institute gave me that word, put it at the top of our time. And, it, and it's actually very consistent with the way I think we ought to do content. I dig it. I, yeah. I enjoyed this conversation and, um, I do think we should make some kind of a <laughs> ebook out of it is we <laughs> out of, we, for a while we were creating these ebooks and it was kind of like our, our best, our yeah. best hits, you know, yeah. um, in this like bite-sized consumable content. Hey, by the way, um, yes. I'm really looking forward to, I see you in a couple of weeks. You're going to come yeah. to Bend, Oregon, which I'm That's very true. pumped about because we're going to yeah. be teaching together the seven principles for making marriage work workshop, which yeah. we're inviting 
inviting all of our listeners to join us for a Friday evening and uh, I would say like half of your Saturday. And I've been pitching this to some of my couples because the cost of the workshop is literally less than two hours with me in private practice. And you're getting to spend how many hours with us? What is it like nine hours with Zach and Laura over Mm -hmm. this amount of time? Yeah, what I would say. Yeah, it is impressive. But I would also say you're getting to spend nine hours with With your your partner. partner. That's so you're so right with your partner. And we're giving you our best skill set, like all of our favorite things to teach to our couples (laughs) you're getting. So this is our pitch. Um, I do want you to register when you hear this. It's time to register. Otherwise, it's going to be too late and you'll miss the you'll miss the mark. Yeah, I think this episode comes out. I mean, like this episode comes out and then maybe I'm on a plane like the following week. I can't exactly remember, but Uh But yeah, go ahead and do that. Close your browser, close your phone and go to yeah. marriagetherapyradio.com mm-hmm. and, uh, and knock it off your list. For yeah. Uh, yeah. W- knock it off your list. That's got to tie in somehow. Get ready for the cleaner. Some, something. There's sure. some like sure. really I can great. Hear, I can hear them clean. actually behind my door <laughs> cleaning, which makes me so happy. Okay. Um, well, let's land this plane. It's been a while since I've said that. And I think it's important to say it. Right on. All right. Okay. Adios. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Boy, we did a lot of name dropping today of all of our favorite episodes with uh, previous guests just tying it in. If you haven't listened to those episodes, I think some of our most powerful episodes happened five five years ago. So go back and listen. Um, and then also a reminder that now is the time to register uh, before it's too late for our spring workshop. It's March 3rd and 4th. Friday evening from 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then Saturday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can register at marriagetherapyradio.com. Again, a really wonderful way to spend time with your partner, just leaning into your relationship. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.